he be out more than these two games? I mean, there's not a definitive timeline. I mean, we have said that it's going to be at least these two games. You know, we're taking it one day at a time. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing healing process. Um, so um, I, I can't comment in terms of what the exact timetable is going to be because it's really not a timetable situation. Oh, my squad, what's up? <laughs> Carlton? What happened to you? Weren't you on your school trip? Yo, I'm quitting school. That's for suckers. Starting my own business. Yo, I can get $20 for this China dog. All right, so I got the Carlton part of the the reference. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What was the first part? The first half was the uh, the coach of the Grizzlies talking about John Moran's suspension. Ah, got it. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you know when he comes back, he's gonna come back like Carlton. Thug Carlton. Thug Carlton. He went to Crestwood. That's, That's a private school. school. <laughs> Did you see the the viral picture of him? This family pic. They were all in polo, button up to the in top, the and, and Sperry's. In, the, in like their backyard or something yeah, like that. Look like a nice family. It is it's a, a nice, family. nice family. He comes from a great home. Now he trapping <laughs> in the league. I've never. He's like Miles Bridges. I've never seen people trying to make it out of the league. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to make it out of the hood into the league. Boy hustling. He's backwards. trying to make it out of the league. I, I don't understand it. It's 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 not to be understood. It's really not. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what you're listening to by now, it is the number one podcast for sports in the world. The Somebody Said Podcast. The world. The world. The nation. The universe. Universe is good. What's bigger than the universe? Uh, That's it. Nothing. 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 There it is. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome near, welcome far. Welcome to the Somebody Said Podcast. Episode... 108. 108. 108. Mm. The Somebody Said Podcast is sponsored by the Red Lady Rum Punch, the official beverage of the Somebody Said Podcast. Still waiting on the cans, Derek. Uh, it's on Javaris now. Javaris he said made us a promise. He did he, he's promises. on the clock. It's, yeah. we're, we're going on three weeks now. I vouch for him. Hey. Get your mans. Holla at your mans. I'm going I'm to I'm get that, bro. He's going to come through. I believe him. All right. He's on the clock. We're also sponsored by Window to Wall Solution, where they build a dream home for a reality price. Boom, boom, boom. Doom, 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 doom. I ain't got it. <laughs> you with it? <laughs> I ain't got it this week. I mean, I, I figured you're trying to be more professional with your business this week. Yeah, you're not, <laughs> no, they've been wearing me out. <laughs> that's they're not, wearing me out right now. That's not what you want to be known for every time somebody sees you. It's not even that, man. <laughs> they are just wearing me out. We got we got three projects going right now. Hey, nice. It's hey, three is a magic number according to the magic school bus. Very much. Hey, it's great, man. It's great for business. Yeah, no, it's better no, than nothing. It's, it's 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 a good problem to have. Okay. Also, uh, go subscribe to the website. Go get on the website. Look around. There's a couple articles up there. Breeze has got a lot in the tuck. Um, he teased that some Miami things, um, amongst other things. Not I did. Not the essay he wrote last week, but there's <laughs> there's there's other things that's coming. 
Which is definitely getting sure. framed and put up somewhere yeah. in the office. You have it, right? I absolutely. Okay. Oh, you kept it? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> we on, we man. thought it was just a prop. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Listen, then, we, then when you went in, that was a classic moment on somebody said history. <laughs> I need to drop that for uh, all my Canes homies. Amen. Yeah, man. I need to drop that somewhere. Yeah. So go go check out the website. Also uh, follow us on Twitter at somebody said pod. Follow us on Instagram at Somebody Said Podcast, and also follow follow us and subscribe to the YouTube channel at Somebody Said Sports. True. Fellas, how how was your weekend? Anything interested? In, interesting happened this weekend. Get into anything? Uh, the wife and the daughter turned a year old, older. Um, my house was invaded by twelve and thirteen year olds, so that Oof. was that was fun. Oof. Um, yeah, and then NBA action on uh, on Sunday. That was pretty fun. Okay. Shout out to Brooklyn and the Robert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my weekend was was mostly chill. Actually, I was I was home. I think like all Sunday. It was actually kind of nice. I was in bed good and early. I was in the bed at nine thirty, which if you know me, I am never in the bed that early. On on what on Sunday? Yesterday. Yeah, oh, I was wow. in bed at nine thirty, which. Was why I was able to get up and go running this morning. Y'all, you always feel good though in the morning when you go to trying to be go to somebody. bed that early. No, you don't. It felt wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sounds like you're trying to be an adult all of a sudden. Relax, that's relax, what, that's, that's what it sounds like. Cool your jet, Starsky. <laughs> you too, Manetti. <laughs> Just saying, you get in bed early, probably taking some melatonin or drinking some warm milk. Got some tea no. with your with your pinky out. I do like sipping with, with your robe. Uh, a, a cup of tea with some honey. I got I got some local honey I bought at the Saturday market. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I'm I'm big on on honey. I like honey. Okay. Uh, I might have me I might have me a cup of tea when I get home. Not mad at a little hot toddy. Cup cup of tea. Cup You're of tea. getting old. And listen, I I enjoy a nice cup of tea. Yeah, some fresh honey. I enjoy getting old. Honestly, I'm Jamaican. I only drink tea when something hurts. <laughs> just, just drink tea. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes you just want a nice, nice cup of tea. I'm with you. I'm Fair a tea enough. guy, so. Fair enough. Me and the family, we went to the aquarium. It was entirely overrated. We saw, like, <laughs> screw nature. We were super hype on the way. Then we got there. We saw like two different tanks. We, we saw the sharks. We saw, we touched jellyfish, and then it was like more fish. What Whoa. what else do y'all got? It's an aquarium. <laughs> it is an aquarium. That's what's there. I know, but I thought it would be more fun than just walking. Have like a killer whale in there? I don't know. Maybe we could get into the water, swim with some sharks or something. Something to spice it up today. Like, and did you bring it, a wetsuit or something? Maybe they provided it. Maybe we could have purchased some. It's an aquarium, suits. bro. You know, if you wanted to swim with fish, you live in Florida. There's like there's a golf on one you side. You can literally just go out there. Tampa and go Bay swim. on the other side. No, I want it to be supervised. <laughs> no, you you went you wanted to go to uh the prison of fish. Yeah. You want to see him locked up. I didn't think I was gonna be pushing a, a stroller through a crowd and all I see is just fish everywhere. You went, so you, you went, went to, to a the, public place. All right. With a small right. child. With large fish tanks. Wait, and wait a minute. There's, there's people here. <laughs> and there's and it's aquatic life. And they're they're encapsulated. What's and going my, on right now? My six-month-old requires me to push him around. Son All right. Of a- Shut it up. <laughs> Cute. Uh, somebody said trivia. <laughs> oh, Lord. What <That's- laughs> <laughs> Name something that follows the word pork. You pine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Hey, he was <laughs> quick on his toes. Bro, I, mean, I mean, quickly. Quickly. <laughs> with, a, with a straight face. I don't see the problem, Steve. That homegirl said, oh, what? good answer. Bro, I mean, like, stop. solid good answer. And I can hear that they was black. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The fact that he <laughs> answered Steve with hand. When did we say, when? Oh, Cupine. <laughs> Cupine. Breeze. No. Okay. Against what opposing team did Babe Ruth hit the first home his first career home run? Out. It's a couple of baseball questions in this one. Of course uh, there are. Hey. Why are there never soccer questions? So I get a leg up. Anywho. It's coming. Sure. Hey, the Chicago not. Cubs. B the New York Yankees. C the Baltimore Black Sox. Not the Black Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh D, the Boston Red Sox. The Black Sox. New York Yankees. Yankees it is. You go. Bing. He was on the Red Sox. Yes, he started with the Red Sox. And mm-hmm. then he became a Yankee. As a pitcher. It's a great pitcher. That I if you would ask that, I would have knew that. Okay. But random first home run, I mean, sure. He was also the first black baseball player in MLB. Isn't he like Puerto Rican or something? He's definitely black. Ooh, babe, is it confirmed? Oh, Babe is black. It's not. It's not confirmed. But black people, we've claimed him. Have you ever seen pictures of Babe Ruth? That man was black. He has some black in him. He has some black people. He has features that are often associated with black people. If you got an ounce of black in you, you black. Uh, that's not always true. We don't claim. We don't claim the U.S. All. government. Nah, we'll, nah, one drop. All right, nah. moving on. Pump. Yes. Who was the first major league player to pitch a ball over 100 miles per hour? Oh, what? Oh, okay. You guys ask for tougher questions. I'm, I'm, I'm ready baseball. for it. I'm ready for it. Hey, Dwight Gooden. Dwight Cocaine Gooden. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, don't do that. Dwight used to be a resident of St. Pete. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that about okay. Dwight. He's, he actually sponsored uh, my Little League team. Bro, I Dwight? Played, I played with his uh, nephew. Aside from the drug usage, he wasn't a... <laughs> I can't say what it's never mind. Never right, mind. Him and Strawberry. Hey, 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 Man, hey, hey. Great times in the back. Starting and passing. <laughs> All right. A, Dwight Gooden. B, Roger Clemens. C, Nolan Ryan. D, Tom Seaver. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go big text, Nolan Ryan. Breeze? Uh, give me Seaver. Nolan Ryan, it is. Of course it is. I can just coast the rest of the way now. All right, I'm going to ask Base, you. Uh, we never talk baseball on this show. That's not true. I, I, I'm, I'm giving you a layup this here. This is not a baseball show. This question is a, a layup. Show. Don't give me layups. Just take the baseball <laughs> out. It's Every ba- week there's baseball questions. There was no Except baseball last week. Except for Bears Bugs last week. <clears throat> In the LeBron episode. 4-6 Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you hate this segment. No, no. This one's a layup. All right. It's a raised question. Who hit the first home run in franchise history? What? Come on, man. A, Wade Boggs. B, Fred McGriff. C, Paul Sorrento. D, Bubba Trammell. Give me the Boggs. I'm going to go to crime dog, Fred McGriff. Wade Boggs it is Wade Boggs So much for coasting 
I'm good. You I, jerk. I like here, my here, Here's a Cubs question for you, Pump. There's four baseball questions? I went I went heavy on the baseball this one. I like it. <clears throat> we don't talk baseball at all. For a reason. So why are we getting baseball trivia? Hey, listen, you keep on doing a good job, host. This is this is for the listeners. This is outrageous. Our listeners are not baseball people like that. <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the, the one guy in Belgium. Exactly. He, he likes baseball. Reg. Reg <laughs> Young Child. Dollar. Uh Charles would be okay. Fair enough. What were the Cubs originally called? A, the Colts. <laughs> Bro. B, the Orphans. <laughs> C, the White Stockings. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Go ahead. D, the Midways. Uh, I'm going to go with the Orphans. The Orphans? I'm sure. <laughs> The, the white stockings. It was the white stockings. I would say the midways would be my other option. Yeah. Did you intentionally give the wrong answer so I would follow you? I didn't follow you on the other ones. Why would I do that? I didn't follow you on the Nolan Ryan one. You didn't. Right, I'm gonna close it up, close it out with two NBA questions. Oh, Let's sure. That more layups. Now that I'm down two, literally. Are you down two? Yes. yes. All right. Pump. Yeah. Wait, no. No I'm, one. I'm only down, down one. one. Yeah. I'm going back to pump. Pump. Who was the first player in NBA history to be elected league MVP by a unanimous vote? Oh, this is a tough one, actually. A. Steph Curry. B. Magic Johnson. I actually know the answer to this. C. Michael Jordan. D. Goat James. Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph. Steph, it is. I, did, I didn't notice. That I actually It's ridiculous. I didn't notice. Like, it's, how? It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Who's getting, who's getting votes when Jordan and LeBron win MVPs? Pat, you, Hakeem. Stop it. Maybe. Or how, how did Kobe not get one? Well, Kobe only won one MVP anyway. It should have been unanimous. So With, it should have been, but it wasn't. Even like, I mean, his, and that wasn't his best statistical year anyway. That's weird. It's, it's, it's good, but again, it's a bunch of nerds who get to vote. So. Yeah, also true. All right. What team owns the longest winning streak in NBA history? A, the Los Angeles Lakers. B, Miami Heat. Heat. <laughs> said it right the first time. C, Chicago Bulls. D, Golden State Warriors. I'm guessing because the team I thought it would be was not named. Um, said Bulls, Heat, Lakers, and who? Warriors. Warriors. Um, go with the Bulls. And this is overall streak, right? Not like the longest consecutive. Yeah, most streak games won in a row. Yeah, give me the Bulls. I, I'm gonna go Lakers. Like what? Sixty nine Lakers? Sixty nine seventy Lakers? It was the seventy one seventy two Lakers. Thirty three in a row. Nuts, the Celtics weren't in there. At all in yeah, the 70s? They, they weren't an option on the list, but the Lakers have, Lakers. have the records. I'm going to fact check that. Because I remember the 96 Bulls it. going for that record, and I, I, I remember they didn't get it. But, like, the Celtics, they won 11 of 12 championships. They didn't, they didn't they win 33 in a row. And, they only, and they also they didn't play teams. that many games. Yeah, yeah okay. That's fair. I could, okay. Well, uh, you got a drop? I think I got a drop for that. That's right. Who do you think you are? Question was asked. Question was answered, <laughs> sir. All right, congrats to Pump. Another, another week, another dub. Woo. I got it. I got to do better, Breeze. I got you. 
Nah, that's fine. Baseball I got you. Questions. No, we're good. We're good where we are. Baseball? Right. Baseball. I feel like it needs to be touched. We, we don't touch it on this show For a reason we just, we just For put, it a up, reason. put baseball in the corner and never touch it Yes Alright I'll do better next Let week. it get dusty Wow It's a dusty sport That's okay. very apropos it's, it's America's sport It's not It is not It is not America's sport Not by a long shot It's dusty The right. whole thing I'll, I'll retire baseball with for, the, for the with, trivia With their bigger bases now Whatever And their pitch clock that's actually a good thing. I do like it. I do like the pitch call. But I don't watch baseball. All right. Well, <laughs> now that Breeze is done griping, mm-hmm. let's get into a real gripe. Yeah. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I didn't yes. hear that at the end. You've never heard the South by say? No. Oh. I don't think you ever let it uh, ride that long. Nope. Nope. Quick draw. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Austin. Hey y'all. Hey guys. How you doing? Um Good. How y'all doing? Alive, alive. <laughs> 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 All right. So I ain't gonna hold y'all long. I got another drink this week. It's real quick, and I'm sure y'all probably already talked about it or about to talk about it. But what's up with Josh? Like, what? Like, <laughs> what's up with John Morant? Like, I saw John Morant years ago. Me, I think me and Sharon was married. I think me and Sharon had been married for two years, so this had been over three years ago. So before the big money came, I saw him in Cabana, and <laughs> you know. <laughs> For the listeners, Cabana is a bar, um, a was. very black bar. It was, right, a very blacky black bar down here in St. Pete, Florida, that he visited. I don't even, I can't even remember who he was with, but you know, didn't think nothing of it. You know, I was enough, so I'm not, you know, I don't gang bang or nothing like that. So you know, it wasn't really, you know. It's a hood spot, but, you know, <laughs> anybody could go. So now, fast forward, he made, he's a $200 million man, and you branching the good on live? Like, and you walk, you ride around looking for people? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get money to become Larry Hoover. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's going like and like even you know I'm actually sick of like like black people trying to cake for him a little bit because Paul Pierce got on Twitter and said, Oh, I've been robbed before, so y'all don't know what he's going through. Paul. Paul. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. He did get shanked too. In I mean, the face. I mean, Paul looks like a guy that you just want to rob. <laughs> Paul, Paul Pierce. I mean, listen, if, if if Paul Pierce ever gets robbed again, you could probably guess that Breeze might be involved. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. Here we go. Hey, look. I'd rather John Morant Here comes be Durant. doing what he's doing mm-hmm. as opposed to being Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce got shanked in the face. How? How? <laughs> in in Boston, I'm pretty sure he was in Boston yeah, too. And he, he was, was in playing Boston. for the Celtics. Yeah. He was the leading scorer on the team 
in the club and you got shanked in the face. Get was up, this, was this after he got robbed? I don't know. If you I get robbed and then you said you walk around with a gun and then you get shanked, like, my thing bro, is, chill out. <laughs> you know how hard it would be to shank me? And I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. You not, you can't just shank me. Like, <laughs> 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 this man had millions. I ra- you know what? I was gonna attack John Morant, but now that she mentioned no, Paul no, Pierce, no, 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 attack no, away. No, no. Hey John, do you big dog? <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. Your hate for Paul Pierce can't get in the way of your thoughts on this. You sure? So get it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> first of all, thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was just so that like we're not like I'm like, I don't know y'all. Like, I don't know y'all from a Catholic thing. We all don't, you know, everybody just making this something and saying all this. Me, like, I think Steven Jackson was the only reasonable person that has came online and said what he needed to say. And basically, he just said that, um, you know, John needs to get people around him who wants him to keep his job, not necessarily just keep, just keep, just keep his job, just to give him, give them stuff, like pay for whatever they need to pay for. Get you around him that they like, like they like his job as much as they like him. That they don't want him to lose his job, which is pop like very positive advice. I don't see anything wrong with what he said. But at the same time, I feel like John Morant is doing a Chris Brown. Y'all remember like when Chris Brown finally got like all the money, he would decide to become a blood or something. Like why? Like it doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> for mm, what? That's a good like, point. <laughs> like why? Who joins the game after getting money? I thought the whole point, you know, like you can you can actually hire somebody that that legally can kill people for real, for real. Like somebody said, podcast you know, do not approve of this. We're not sponsoring these messages. <laughs> All right, so no, and no, you know what? Actually, I'll just stay on that. Um, I think a lot of these athletes or anybody who comes into a bunch of money, right? If you came from nothing. And you come into a bunch of money, the best thing you can do is put people around you who will help you keep that money. I've always said, if I somehow came into a bunch of money, I'm giving it to my mom. I would I would have my mom run my money because my mom grew up dirt poor and she actually still kind of lives like she's poor. She's not, but she still lives like it. So I know she would make sure I wouldn't throw away all my money. But we've seen people do this, not just athletes. We've seen some athletes do it, right? Who was it, Chris Johnson? He or Pac-Man Jones? He signed that contract and bought up a whole street of houses and moved in all his homies and family so they'd all live on the same street. Bro, what? We saw um, Hammer, MC Hammer, right? He was spending what a million dollars a week on his entourage. That's stupid. We've seen Mike Tyson throwing away millions of dollars. The best thing you can do is surround yourself with people who can see the bigger picture. And that you actually will have to answer to. Because that's the other thing I think we sometimes forget. When you are the breadwinner that much and everybody's feeding off you, it's hard for people to be able to check you. So you have to have people around you that the money doesn't matter to them. My mom doesn't care. My wife don't care. I can be be a a McDonald's, a a dollar menu millionaire, or a real life millionaire. They're both going to treat me the same Mm -hmm. because they don't care about the money. Unfortunately, a lot of these kids come up like that, and everybody around them, they think the money gives you the power, and it doesn't. Yeah, you should still be able to check that person. He needs somebody around him who can check him. Like, bro, stop being an idiot and sit down. So, Ash, thank you for bringing that. I think you're 100 percent right. The, the first person I thought about when you started talking about that 
was Derrick Rose. If you know the story and the background of Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose comes from a place in Chicago that is the hood of the hood, right? He's from Inglewood, right? He is affiliated by association with a bunch of GDs who never let him be a GD. There was too many people in that area that said, you know what? Okay, he's got something. He's going to make it. We're going to look out for him. And there's nothing about Derrick Rose that has affiliated him. And a couple like, I think there was that one time he was a picture of him in college throwing up something, whatever. But he is not about that life. His brothers wouldn't let him do that. So to see John Morant, who doesn't appear to be from that same background, and grew up in a very, and that's not, that's not to say that anybody that grows up with two parents and goes to private school can't be doing other things on the side. Because right. we know some people who are straight A students that are also extremely hood. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not an oxymoron, right? But for whatever reason, it seems like he had all the, all the, he had the environment around him to cultivate him into somebody who's like, yeah, stay away from that. My parents aren't about that. My sister's not about that. My mom's not about that. It seems like you have enough people, and now all of a sudden you get money and you get entitled. And now you get people around you. Now, maybe this might be those same guys. We all have grown up with people in this city that we know what they are. We got family members that are that yep. same way, right? Yep. And they mm-hmm. will always be my family, but at the same time, they're probably not coming on road trips with me. If you need me, listen, I, I always got you, but you ain't messing up my money, Mm-mm. right? Mm-hmm. You're not messing up what we're doing, and for whatever reason, right. I don't get why Ja, it seems like he's perpetuating some thing that he, he's never been. And he, I mean, and then, and then I don't, I don't want to go, I don't actually don't want to go down that, that hole either and say that he's never been that. We're just assuming that this has never been him. We have never seen it. We, we don't know this man from a can of paint. But at the same time, if this is you, especially with your dad trying to, you know, hype you up and be your hype man, and Omar is the, is the corner, like, this is cold, you know, he must ain't got a daddy in the house, but he's full on having a daddy in his house. Uh, and, yeah. and for some odd reason, his daddy can't even like reel him in. And be like, hey, like you gotta slow down. You know, lay up off of social media. You know, all I think his daddy part of the problem. I said, his daddy's a yeah, his, his daddy on the sideline trying to fight Shannon Sharp. Yeah, and he's stuff. adding like, fuel, he fuel to the fire. Yeah, that, and that could yeah. be as big of a, a issue as the whole mm-hmm. thing, right? If if yeah. those are the people, maybe the dad can check him, right? Maybe right. that is who can check him, but. You see, you see him with the whole thing with Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Then the story comes out with the mom gets into it with some kid in the mall, and she calls him up there. Mm-hmm. Like, why are y'all bringing him into nonsense like that? Right. Y'all should be like, hey, 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 call the cousin over there who may be about that, and I hate to say it, ain't got so much to lose or mm-hmm. ain't, ain't got as much to lose maybe. If you really want to get into all of that, which you shouldn't, grow up. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to get into all that, call the other people. Right. Who don't have so much and so many people riding on? Them. I mean, the, the good thing though is nothing happened. Like he's he's only twenty three. He essentially is getting out scot free if he learns from these mistakes, which isn't going to end his career by any means. He's only twenty three. Um, he came out and issued a statement uh, saying that he's going to seek help and he apologized for everything. Who, who who's to say he actually wrote that? But he's saying the right things, and you got to give. 23 year olds room to learn so I don't want to bash him too much but like you all said you got to analyze your circle you got to look at who's for you 
because yeah. if I'm in that circle, I'm protecting the bag. He's the one getting the bag. We we eating at this restaurant because of him. We taking these trips because of him. Why would I let him wave a gun around on the internet? That's just going to have a domino effect on all the people you're taking care of. If he's not smart enough to realize that, it's up to somebody in that circle. Yeah. And you're in the league. Who are you trying to prove anything to? It's it's weird. It's weirdo behavior. It's stupid. Man. Like it, it's just stu- like yeah. everybody connected to Ja is idiots. I, I, Somebody needs to pull him to the side yeah. and straight. He's only twenty three, so it's an OG somewhere you listen to. Yeah. You know who the OG who she, he should probably be listening to is LeBron James. Like LeBron James is the to me is the cornerstone of if you really want the circle around you of people that you know that you trust that handle all kinds of stuff for you. Look at what LeBron James did. For the last 20-something years, the guys that he grew up with, and LeBron grew up dirt poor, projects, everything that John Morant seems like, oh, yeah, that's what I came from. But you didn't, which is fine. Again, you can do all kinds of things. But LeBron James decided to surround himself with people at 18 years old and say, all right, my guy here, my guy here, my guy here, my guy here. Y'all handle these things for me. Whatever that that may entail, y'all handle it for me because I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Even if that means whatever. But what was that a 30 for 30? Somebody said you always got one guy, a cousin or whatever, who's going to do the unmentionables for you. The f- uh, there's a there's a there's a fall guy in every group. There has right. to be a buffer. There's a you there has know, to be a buffer. The, right. Or like a basketball team, there's a dirty work guy. Yeah. But the thing there's I a love Draymond. That, yeah. The thing I love about LeBron, and I don't want to I don't want to go too long on this. I the thing I love about LeBron he equipped everybody in his circle to go and make their own money. Yeah, right. Now you don't need You're not me, depending on me yep. to get you to these restaurants and to these trips. Hey, Rich Paul, let's get you educated so you can go be an agent. Right. And you can start a whole a whole agency, and now you're the biggest agent in the NBA. Yep. Instead of sitting around yep. just leeching off of me, yep. let's get you in a position you can yep. go get your own cheese. But we're talking about an anomaly. LeBron, like we've never seen Le- – a, a player come from a single mom from the hood, didn't have nothing to probably one of the greatest players ever to play the game and a great businessman and his circle all eaten from their own hustle, not him. But all of these young cats coming up in the NBA, they ask him, who's your favorite player? Oh, well, I grew up watching Braun. Mm-hmm. So keep watching Braun. Mm-hmm. Don't get to where Braun is at in terms of playing in the same league and stop watching Braun. Watch him wait how he did his friends. Watch him Off how he takes court. care of his body. Watch how he runs his business. Yeah. Like we talk about Kobe was the closest thing we've seen to Jordan. If I'm one of these cats, I want to be the closest we thing we've seen Kobe. to Bron. Right. Yeah. I'm doing the same stuff. Yeah. Watch it ma- works. Watch Magic. Magic it- came from East Lansing, nice, nice family. And Magic is one of the biggest entrepreneurs you've ever seen in your life. Take notes from Magic. Take I- notes from the people that you've seen do it yeah. over and over again. I think some of these young players don't realize that that – he has a hundred and ninety three million dollar contract. That's not a lot of money to the owners, or or, or Nike or Gatorade, yeah. the, his sponsors. That's not a, that could go away like, like real quick. quick. Yeah, so Man, I think I, I think he, go ahead. Like somebody said on somebody has said on Twitter, like you know he has his license to like to carry a concealed weapon, blah 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 blah. So he's like to carry. But the piece that I feel like a lot of people miss is that. He has a license to carry. Nike, Gatorade, Under Armour, all these these sponsors don't care about that. Right. Mm-hmm. They they pay for it. Image. They pay for you to look a certain type of certain type That's of way. That's the word. Or to 
to the to like to to these kids, whoever who their whoever their audience is. So you have to watch how you move and not like and once again, he is he is twenty three years old. Yes, he's young, but he's also a grown man. So if you know, we we hate to see black young men throw away a whole career just because you want to be a you want to be gangster after you got money. Like listen. Yeah. And listen. I, you see, I would you- hate for him to be able be old thirty for thirty time out. Yeah, I had a hundred ninety three million dollar contract and was, I lost it all. Was that thirty for thirty broke? Right. Broke. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Right. Three thousand <laughs> like, said, "Don't pull that. it out unless you play the bang." So, what's the point of flashing it anyway? Right. Just to say that you got it. And the <laughs> talent is so crazy, off the charts talent. Like you could be the <laughs> face of the yeah. league. But in all honesty, who are you fla- like? You were in a, conf- a confined environment with your homeboys in an undisclosed location. Why are you on live acting like you, Chief Keith? <laughs> it's weird He in Memphis That's probably the worst thing That yeah. can happen to him Is getting drafted by the Grizzlies He ain't riding around With three sixes Yeah right? He ain't out there With Young Dolph was. Like what are you doing But have you seen The Memphis games It's it's like Street dudes On the sidelines Just look Yeah okay. and you know where I think ja, he's trying and, to be A poser you know where John ja Morant lives Not there That's right. like saying Anybody that lives in That plays for the Bulls Has to go down to the south side And hang with the people No you don't They live in the burbs Man look <laughs> Just, just because you can even be cool with if you want to be cool with those guys because sure. that's who you, you know, connect with when you're in Memphis and you want to be with or maybe you feel safe with them, that's fine. You want to be out in the city, you want to be, you want to be in the clubs, whatever, and you know they got you, that's fine. Also, know how to go home, know how to go home and know where to cut it off. Like you, you need to be cool with good and boys in the hood. Hey, yo, doe, let me out. <laughs> <laughs> you need to realize, like, yeah, yo, real I, I'm, yeah. I don't need to be to that level. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, so you need, you gotta. And apparently, I don't know if he can figure it out himself. Like you said, uh, an OG, somebody needs to pull him to the side. And be like, look, you have an opportunity to do something none of these people can even fathom. Right, mm-hmm. bro. Keep your nose clean. Keep your head down. Or if you want to do that stuff, turn the phone off. This this need to yeah, record stuff. I hate that. Right. Why are you recording? I hear LeBron LeBron recording himself saying the wrong words. For what? Why are y'all recording <laughs> yourselves so much? I don't, I don't need people don't need to see me that much online. It's, it's instant gratification. And that's silly. That's silly. Again, Wait, weirdo behavior. So So like he said, we don't want to go wrong on it, but also yeah. since it's women, women history month, I do want to give a shout out to uh Texas. Um, well, our girls, Sydney Carter is they won the Big 12, so whoo, they kept there. Also, to Don Staley, who's also the SEC count, big Don. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bill, shout out to the women doing their thing, it's worth their basketball. Um, so I did want to, like, I'm gonna try to throw in, you know, little, you know, women history, even though that's not women history, but it is gonna be history. But I just want to throw in like some women stuff because I'm a girl, so I got to. <laughs> hey man, you can't tell me no. Oh, and by the way, way, by the way, y'all podcast me is starting soccer the end of this month, so you know. Oh yeah, Zoe's in soccer. Nice. Kick we it up. Yeah, we. <laughs> we're, we're currently yeah, doing drills. Know. We gotta get right for, for the first practice. Relax. I feel like Zoe's gonna be an enforcer. <laughs> I've gotten her to stop touching the ball with her hands and stopping the ball with her legs. That's with her good. feet and kicking it with her feet. So nice. that's enough for me right now, and I'll let the coaches take it from there. She's going to go out there and do whatever she wants. Yep. She's a small child. 
You're overthinking. This. She's not just a small child. She's Zoe. Nah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be tough. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. It sounds good. Asha, it was great. This is you. You're you're on a streak right now. This, yeah. Another great gripe this week. You know, a lot we could we could have went for an hour on on just Ja. But you know, keep it coming. Another told, great week. I tell this story every time I see Ja come on my street. The fact that he was in Cabana and none of my friends had to step down on him, that probably is a problem. Oh, my like, God. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Get out of here. All right. Let's, let's, let's cut her off. <laughs> so you say your friends fumbled the bag. Got it. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. All right, y'all. See y'all later. Peace. Peace. Hey, another great gripe. Um, She mentioned a key thing, image. He's got to work on that image, man. But he's a young young player. He'll he'll bounce back. Hopefully, I hope so. Yeah, um, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, uh, let's let's keep it moving. Uh, we got a mailbag. Is that where we're going, mailbag? I'm asking you, host. Yeah, mailbag. All right, let's go. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna will. <laughs> big bag. Yeah. Got a big bag this week. Mm-hmm. Number one, the New York Knicks are white hot, having just beat Boston again for the second time in a week, and without Jalen Brunson, that's a big deal. And on the road for the ninth straight win, they won nine straight. Mm-hmm. The Knickerbockers. Yeah. What do you think Careful. their ceiling is this season? The ceiling is the roof. Is it? Um. I'm looking at their last nine, all right? So, again, beat Boston, beat Miami, beat Brooklyn. Nah. Right? We said Boston. Uh, the Pelicans, the Washington Wizards, the Atlanta Hawks, Brooklyn, and Utah. So, I'm, I'm looking like you sprinkled in a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. So, I feel like they're beating the teams that they should beat. And right now, New York is sitting, I think, at what, fifth in the east? I believe they're Fifth. I think they're New right behind York Cleveland. Is currently, yep, fifth and right. East. So right now they would be playing Cleveland, who is playing obviously really good ball. I really like that Cleveland team. Um, so I mean, if they if they keep on this pace and everybody above them keeps on this pace, and if they have to face the Cavs in the first round, I can see that going seven games. But with the Cavs winning, I don't think that the Knicks have enough to beat the top three teams ahead of them. I, I really don't. At least not in a seven game series. So as I'm sitting here and I'm looking at who they're beating and without, you know, Brunson, um, I don't think it's impressive outside of them beating Boston twice. I, I actually think it's impressive. Um, when you think about a Tibbs coach team, they're going to be a defensive mindset team first. Um, but to drop 131 on Boston, it says a lot about the growth of this team. I didn't know who Emmanuel Quick, Quickly was until yesterday. He dropped 38. Didn't he come from Philly? Uh, sure. But <laughs> he, dropped, he dropped 38. And you. the fact that they, they did that in Boston. It was also a double overtime game. Rick, he dropped 30. Who, who is this guy? I mean. You, so you add another weapon. with six quarters. You, you add another weapon with Julian, Julius Rand, Randle. R.J. Barrett is starting to play, you know, like R.J. Barrett from Duke. He's, he had 29. Um, and Bronson, you miss Bronson, mm-hmm. but. You got leadership like Derrick Rose on the bench. 
I think it, this team could be a dangerous team because they can play defense, and now they have multiple options to score. It's not just one guy you're looking to 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 get you buckets. You could literally everybody on the floor could get a bucket. Um, and I don't think the Cavs outside of Spider who's who's who is consistently getting buckets on that team. So I think if they face the Cavs, that's an easy dub in the playoffs for me. That that might be easy a five dub. game series. Wow, easy dub. Yeah, so as far as what's the ceiling, I think they could I don't want to say Eastern Conference final, but they could make a deep run. Okay. I think they could easily be a first round out. Yeah, I, I think I, I think the ceiling is a second round out for me. Okay. Question number two. We are now three weeks into the XFL season. How much have you watched? Do you like any of the unique things they're trying? If you're not familiar with the unique things they're trying, as I wasn't, some of the differences in terms of uh, the rules, you only need one foot in to make a catch, so that's like the uh, college ball. You can do two forward passes if the first pass doesn't go past the line of scrimmage. So it's, it's not too different in the NFL college. It has to be you know straight across or behind. They're saying you can throw it forward, but long as it's – and if it's still behind the line of scrimmage, they can throw it again. Um, they also have some different touchback rules. They also have a running clock outside of the final two minutes of each half. And there's only a 25-second play clock, so kind of speeding the game up a little bit. Uh, and they don't kick extra points. Mm-hmm. Uh, One-point try from the two-yard line or That's a two-point like. try from the five-yard line. And then a couple other little nuances. So how much have you watched, and do you like the unique things they're doing with the rules? Haven't watched the game. <laughs> And this is why when you said a few weeks ago that you were going to watch a game, I laughed. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I try, but I watch football for names. And, yeah, there there's some names like Francois. I know him from Florida State. Um, what's the receiver? Josh Gordon. He was a guy in the league at one point. Josh Gordon's playing the XFL? Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's playing for – I think um, AJ McCarron's there. They don't have a marijuana policy? I mean, it's the, the Rock is the commissioner. <laughs> Probably <so>. not. <laughs> but – yeah, I, I just can't get into it. There's not someone to look forward to watching. But I think it's interesting with the rules and everything. I just can't get myself to watch. Yeah, I'm not watching. Yeah. I, I haven't watched. Um, I've, I've dabbled in a little bit. I like the extra point rule you brought up. There's also a three-point play, um, which actually kicks off, or they, they – that attempt is from the three yard line. See, they do. I mean, the ten yard line. Ten yard line. Yeah, you. I mean, they got to do something to make it interesting. Now, again, the, the it makes the the game a little more interesting to where now an eighteen point lead is really just like it could possibly be two possession game, where yeah. anywhere else in the fourth quarter that game might be over. So it makes the games more compelling all the way through because a big lead doesn't really mean anything. Now, I think if you're watching it. All right, fine. The, the level of competition and it's too quirky because you're just used to wanting OG football rules. But I think if you have nothing else to watch, X Games or whatever included, it wouldn't hurt to watch a, a, a quarter or two. It's not bad football. I do like the kickoffs where they're not running down at, at the other team. It's like they're they're facing each other, what, five yards mm-hmm. apart and just start blocking. So I, I like that, but I feel like it's NFL or bust for me when it comes to professional football. I get it. Fair enough. Question number three. What happened to defense in the NBA? How do we get it back into the game? Uh, Child heard a stat that 10 years ago, the worst defensive team allowed 105 points per game. 
This season, the best defensive team is allowing 106 points per game. Uh, is he the only one who misses, for example, Knicks versus Heat, ending in an 86 and 85 final score? And also things that there are too many guys getting 50, 60, 70 points a game because his wage is, is much easier than it was before. It's simple. Um, everything's a foul nowadays. It's, it's a lot easier to, to get buckets. Like you guys maybe pump, uh, mentioned like back in the day how, how more physical and how tougher it was to play. Um, nowadays, you, you put a, a pinky on Steph's wrist. It's, it's an and one. Or, you know, guys are sticking their legs out on shots. Everything's a call nowadays. So I think playing defense, it's like I can't be too aggressive because I don't know what's what. So I think it's the hesitancy to, to play defense to begin with on top of the, the refs and how they, they're controlling it, the game. Yeah, I, I mean, you guys know how I feel. I, I think I've been the get-off-my-lawn guy of the NBA on this show. Um, the, the rules are making it to where you see more offense on yeah. top of the fact that now everybody wants to play like the Warriors where we jack up a whole bunch of threes forgetting the fact that, well, the, the Warriors had – Stay, uh, Clef and Clef and stay, <laughs> Steph and Clay. Open mouth say things. So now it's yeah. You see guys, you know, dropping 60, 70 points, but they're also shooting like 15, 18 threes a game. Like that's it's that's that's ridiculous. And not right. everybody's a great three point shooter, which is even worse. So now you're seeing all these you know these games that just seem like well they're not really playing any defense. Well they're also just coming down and jacking up twenty nine foot three pointers. Yeah. So, you know, with five seconds gone on the shot clock. So, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the lack of defense and the fact that people are just shooting stupid shots. All right. It, go ahead. No, yeah. I was going to say it actually goes back to the conversation we had last week about NHL and points. It's fun to score points. Seeing teams score points is fun. Right. Seeing Luka go for 70 is fun. It's not fun to say, yeah, we held Luka to – to six for twenty from the from the field, and he couldn't really get it going. That doesn't sell tickets. That doesn't get the casual fan excited. Right. Yeah. So I can see why the NBA, from a business standpoint, would be like, "No, let's open up the game a little bit more. Let's allow for scoring." And until that philosophy changes, you're going to continue to see the same stuff. Is yeah. it ruining the integrity of the game? Nah, basketball is still basketball, in my yeah, opinion. It's still fun. It's 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 crazy athletic. I, I I will I will die on the hill of where I think that basketball players are not as good at playing basketball as they were back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I believe that. I so agree. because that's when you saw, yeah, a, a finals game will end 88 to 90, right? But you had teams playing fundamental basketball. Now, you still had guys that were doing it. You had Jordan, you had Kobe, you had Shaq, right, Penny. You had fun players. So it wasn't like the game wasn't fun, but teams actually ran offense, <laughs> No, they did, but I will say, and I like some of the things the NBA has done to open up the game a little bit more. Like, I hate take files. I love that they got rid of the take file this year, where if a guy's about to get a fast break, let's say he gets a steal and he's about to get a fast break, they just file him real quick so right. he don't get a transition dunk. Like, that's I want to see the transition dunk. So I think I, I like some stuff like that, but along with that you get defense mattering a little bit less. And a lot of the rule changes aren't catered to defense. Like, the, the whole none of them are the most annoying one for me is when a player jumps into the defender I hate it it's it always goes against the the, the, yep. the defender and it's like the officials of the league aren't seeing this and trying to make a, a change like 
that's part of it. None of none of these rule changes are in favor of the defense. Yeah, except for the the latest ones where now you can't stick the foot out on the jumpers. Yeah, you can't rip through. The they got rid of the yeah. rip through. You know, so they've done some stuff to get rid of the goofiness, like all the stuff James Harden was doing for years. <laughs> like they got rid of that type of stuff. Yeah. But overall, the game is still slanted toward offense, and right. so it's it's going to be that way. Or make players stay in college for three years. But we're not mad at it. We like points. Sure. Uh, they're fun. Yeah. Number four, the NHL trade deadline was March 3rd. What's your biggest takeaway? Winners, losers, and thoughts on trades, including a third team solely there just to take on salary to make the trades fit under the cap. Um, I, I need hockey fans to become more aware of how that stuff happens. Like the, it's not a new thing. It's not at all, but for whatever reason, a lot of hockey fans, like legitimate hockey fans, act like this stuff is like brand new when it really works out in a team's favor. Mm-hmm. But like teams have been doing this forever. Like teams will take a guy, you know, just for cat reasons, right? Like it took me a while to understand, like, why are they trading for a guy who's not going to play at all this season? Mm-hmm. They'll trade for somebody who they know isn't going to play at all. Like, dude's done for the season. He's probably got one foot. He's got one foot in, in retirement. You know, trade for him, right? But it, it, it is for cap reasons. Um, so until that changes, which I don't know if there's a need to make it change, I think hockey fans would probably appreciate trades more if you didn't have that type of stuff. Uh, but it seems like they kind of shrug it off sometimes until, it, until a trade like that really helps a team propel forward, and then now everybody's up in arms. Right. So uh, other than that, but then and real quick, uh, my winner is going to be the Rangers. You went out, you got Vlad Tarasenko, you went and got Patrick Kane. Um, I don't know if I'm being lazy on this pick. It hasn't turned into wins. The Their yeah. record <laughs> since uh, trading for those guys hasn't been great. They're actually 6-5-1 no. since they got Tarasenko. They're 2-4-0 and oh after they got Mott, and they're 0-2 oh, since Kane came. I do think it will pay off, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think going forward to have all that experience um, – Tarasenko's won a, a cup. Obviously, Patrick Kane's won three cups. You're pairing him back with Panarin again. Bread man. Um, to me, the litmus test for them was when they just went to play the Bruins and they got stomped pretty good. I think that was a four to two game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if, right now everything's going through Boston. <laughs> so, if you can't beat Boston, I know it's early. I know the playoffs are a totally different thing. Um, I, I, I think my, I mean. I think my Blackhawks came off good. They have a lot of picks coming up. Um, I mean, they pretty much traded away everything. They traded away is the, it, is it worthy? the best American-born hockey player of all time. I'll, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, okay. He is is Sydney Canadian? Yeah, he is yeah. Canadian. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, depending on what they do, then, yeah, I think it'll pay off. I mean, they have a ton of picks coming up in the next two to three years, actually. I think they have the most picks out of any team in the next three years. So it's time to rebuild, and they did what they had to do. So, but yeah, I'm, 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 I guess I'm being lazy too. I'm, I'm with Breeze. The, the Rangers made a big splash, and if it's time for them to get over the hump, they can't do it with this assortment of talent. Yeah, but Boston's a juggernaut right now, man. It's like, what's, what's stopping them? I think they're on a 10 game win streak. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just believe if you win the President's Cup, you're probably not going to win I mean, Stanley. I mean, I'm banking on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know. We know. We know. Okay. Raise that banner. We know. I mean, as far as my mates, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, he's hurt for a long uh, 
looks like a long period of time, you know, and we just traded for him. And I thought that was a good added veteran piece. He's 32 year, years old, been in the playoffs, um, you know, to help with that atmosphere as far as when it comes to the playoffs. You got a guy, you know, that could potentially be a leader to help these young guys along and know how to play around that time of year. But he's out, so that's an L on our part. Well, no mapes. No lakes. <laughs> I, I mentioned it. I mentioned that terror this weekend. This is the not happening. This she's year. ever come up with man. That's fantastic. Should make a shirt. <laughs> really should. All right. Question number five. Let's keep this thing rolling. Championship week is here. Which conference tournament are you most interested in watching, and why? I haven't been watching, but I would say I thought that was coming. I would say ACC, even though you're defaulting into that answer. Yeah, it's a default answer. I, I can't even <laughs> cap. Florida State. Florida State sucks. North Carolina suck. Um, Duke is a shell of themselves. Virginia's solid. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm capping. I haven't watched a thing. <laughs> um, give me Big Ten. I think the Big Ten. I, I, I think I made a bold prediction a couple weeks ago that Northwestern is going to be my uh, dark horse to make it to the Elite Eight. I believe. Yep. Um, again, I think in a in a, a year where there's no team that just stands out, um, it's easy to throw out SEC when you got Bama, you know, Tennessee, even Auburn. At times, has has moments. I think the Big Ten has a few teams. That can make a run. I think Illinois could make a run if they wanted to. There's a lot okay. of there's a lot of talent on on the Big Ten side where I think you'll see them. I think you'll see more Big Ten teams make it to the Sweet 16 than any other conference. Then you second, mentioned second bowl prediction. You mentioned Northwestern last week. Yeah, make it to the Elite Eight. Okay. Not happening. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, I, I'm I'm also going to pick the ACC. I am biased. I'm tempted to pick the Big Twelve. Because I do think the Big 12 is kind of squished in. Uh, I told you I got in a, the thing on Twitter. I followed up. Kansas got smoked by Texas this week. And I went back and I'm like, now do you see why I was questioning why Kansas was still number five? He never responded. <laughs> but um, I do think there is good talent in that conference. And I don't think there's much disparity between the top and the rest of the field um, in the Big 12. Kansas is the most highly ranked. But Texas just blew them out just this week. Baylor, 22-9. and nine. Baylor's been a really good team for like the last like five years, right? They've been to a, a championship game. They've made deep playoff runs. So that Baylor team is there. Kansas State has resurrected. They haven't mm-hmm. been legit since Barry Brown took them boys deep into a, a tournament run. So I think there's some talent in the Big 12. I'm going with the ACC, though, honestly, for the same reason. But I actually do think there's more talent in the ACC. I think the ACC is going to have a number of lottery picks and guys where it's like, where did he go to school? Oh, he went to Virginia. Oh, where did that guy go to school? Oh, he went to Virginia Tech, right? So I think there's going to be some of that. And you also have a number of ranked teams coming out. You got Virginia. You got Miami. Duke is right now. UNC can turn it on any day. They haven't done it, but let's not act like they don't have arguably the best big man in the league. And when Caleb Love is playing good ball – He's a, a top 10 player in the nation. So yeah. UNC can turn a switch. Virginia's going to be Virginia. I mentioned them, right? Pitt all of a sudden is a, has a bye in the ACC tournament this year. They're a top four seed in the ACC tournament. They almost had a chance to be regular, uh, the regular season champs. 
So I think there's a there's a number of good teams in the ACC, but nobody's head and shoulders above everybody else, which makes for a good tournament. Do you think yeah. that conference is underperformed and they're they're poised for a good march? I think the ACC, I think the ACC is is has been good, but for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like it. Hmm. If that makes any sense, yeah, like the players are definitely there, but it's it's kind of been like up and down, like a sluggish. Entire season because Florida State is normally a, a solid team. They haven't won. They're stinky. Ten They're games all season. They're stinky. There's you know, and people are sleeping on that Miami team who was there last year at the tournament. So I think Miami should be a top four seed in the tournament. Yeah, and like the NCAA tournament, that Miami team is really good. I mean, the Virginia team is really good. This Duke team has a lot of talent. It's a lot of five stars. UNC has a lot of talent. Uh, yeah. So I don't think the league did great. In their out-of-conference play, Duke played against Kansas and lost. Close game, but they lost, right? They didn't look good out-of-conference. UNC got blown out multiple times out-of-conference against other big-time programs. So the league didn't look great out-of-conference, and so that's probably why it doesn't feel like it was as competitive. But those league games, those league games were competitive, man. There were some good league games. So I think the ACC tournament, per usual, is going to be fun. All right, we've got two more. Let's bring it home. What does Georgetown do with their favorite son and Charles Guy? Let him go. Pat you. You fire him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a illustrious history in Georgetown. It if you think about Georgetown, you don't think about anything else but basketball. And yeah, Pat is one of the guys that built it up. And then came along AI and you know all these other uh Green, what's his name? That went to the Boston Jeff Green, he uh, was a good guy yeah. there. Dikembe, Alonzo Mourning. Uh, Rip Hamilton. Those Rasheem guys. No, he went to UConn. UConn, yeah. Right. So, Rasheem the Mac, Beat. Mac McClung for a year. There's a single year. There's a standard there at Georgetown. and Is it still? For basketball. Used to be. Yeah, but just it's like a, there used to be Georgetown a standard at Miami. Georgetown good in a long time. Yes, yeah, Sam, so fair enough. So, you have to find the right guy to bring that standard back. Yeah. No matter how long it's been. And it, it sucks that it has to be a GOAT. But Florida State did it to Bobby Bowden. You could do it in a, in a manner where it's not as, you know, insulting. But you have to make the, the right move for the program. Yeah. Because we, we, we like to see Georgetown on, on, in March. I, I think you'd like to see the name. I think that's, I think that's a name only, right? That's, that's like wanting to see... Miami and Florida State and Notre Dame be back up there at the, the, the top of the mountain. It's just the name. Georgetown basketball sounds like a name. No, I, I, I get it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if, if he's underperforming and he has a losing record, I think he's 68 and 83 in his time at Georgetown, sucks. Yeah. I mean, if it's not good, <laughs> get, him, get him out of there. It is it is what it is. Um, you know, but, but I don't think that anything that – Pat Ewing has done as far as coaching has made me think that oh he was the guy to turn Georgetown around they just hired a name I mean look what he did with Dwight Howard in Orlando Stop with it. no post moves I was being facetious but yeah no, no no yeah like yeah, yeah he did great <laughs> Dwight still ain't got no post moves 20 years later no no I, I'm with you but th- that's the fear with hiring a guy like that they're usually so entrenched and beloved. Mm-hmm. Think about the people who are the boosters. 
the boosters were young men when they got to see Patrick Ewing. Right. Some of them probably were in school with him, and they have this glorious view of Patrick Ewing. Yeah. And so now to ask that person to say, go fire him, that's a hard thing to do, and you're going to give him all the bail in the world. You're going to give him all the rope in the world mm-hmm. because it's so hard to fire a guy like that. I said when Miami hired Mario Cristobal, I'm like, if this goes bad – it could get really bad because it's hard to fire a guy like that who you consider to be part of the family. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing to do, but they got to fire him. <laughs> Last question. Scotty, no tipping pipping is going to be signing bottles of his bourbon in St. Pete on Thursday, the 9th. Yeah. $75 a pop. Who would you pay $75 for their autograph? And what would you have them sign? That's actually a dope question. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a groupie to begin with, so I, I'm not going to pay anybody for your autograph. I'm if you don't want to give it to me, so be it. I really don't even want to ask. I would ask, but I'm not paying you for you to sign a piece of paper. I don't, I don't want to ask. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, and, and it's Scotty. If it was MJ, <laughs> I would think about it. Like, Scotty. maybe. Scotty. I'm 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 with you. I, I think that we've run into a lot of people. Like Florida State, you run into goats, right? Yeah. Lived in Chicago for a few years, you run into people. Um, I think me and the rabbit were somewhere in Miami. We ran into Rajon Rondo. I'm like, oh, that's Rajon Rondo. That's we were there. We yeah. were in the line in brunch. Right. I'm like, <laughs> and Katie's like, didn't we go to school with him? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. no that's, that's Rajon Rondo. <laughs> But, um, I mean, there's a handful of people that I think that personally, because I admire their their careers, I would ask Serena Williams. Like, if I was at an event, I would ask Serena Williams for an autograph. If she was coming. Oh, yeah. But like, you wouldn't pay for it. No. If she was there, like, I think she was at my former place of employment. I would get Serena, wasn't she? No, Dominique Dawes was uh, at Dominic my Dawes. former place. I would definitely get a Dominique Dawes autograph. That was like a boy crush growing up. You pay 75 bucks for it. No, I was already there. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's autograph. But I was at a book signing. Ah, uh, okay. Right? But I'm not, which I, I guess technically paid for with my mom. But she's a big but Kareem fan. The book. I bought the book. Yeah. And that's what it was. The price of admission was buying the book. The book. Yeah. yeah. So a handful of people. I get Serena. I get Jordan, obviously. I get Ali. Are you paying for any of them? <sighs> you would pay for Jordan. I'm, I might. Because in all honesty, if I, if I found a a, a pair of boxing gloves that he used in a Frazier fight, and I had the money, I'd buy those boxing gloves. That's fair. You get what I'm saying? So paying $75 for a Muhammad Ali autograph and I get him to sign anything, yeah, I'll pay that. I don't think that's groupie. It would be, so. it's a very, and I mean extremely I'm not asking Horace Grant. I'm not paying $75 for <laughs> Bill Cartwright's autograph. No, it's got to be like goats only. <laughs> yeah, Kobe, like, you would pay $75 for LeBron James. You would pay 75 for your Favorite basketball players on I, I think I'm looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, I will I will buy his product and have him sign it. So essentially me buying his product is me paying you for pay it. You pay $200. I'm not giving you $75 for your autograph. Or I think that's how I'm looking at it. Well, you're really paying him $75 to get to meet him. Because like when you when he signed it, you might, you know, throw in a question or two, you right. know, I mean, something like that. Uh, my goats list, only. Yeah, goats it's only. Got, it's like goats only. Serena, Gretzky. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like goats, man. Fed, the Fed man, Roger yeah. Federer. I might pay 75 bucks for that. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be goats only. So, yeah, not very short Scotty. list. Very, very short list. And Kobe, and I pay much more for Kobe only because now, of course, 
the idea of it now that he's no longer with us, it means even more. Yeah. Right. If you get that autograph now, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Elevated music. Or, what, 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 uh, <laughs> we go Nothing else in the bag. All right, the bag. Let's let's nibble on. Oh, man, I have fun for that. Now you have to have Bluetooth. Hang on, it has to have that. Is that in what is apps? Is that appetizers? I could do some nibblies, guys. Nibblies. Operator. Yeah, yes, yes. Hello. hello. We, we like some poppers. No, I don't like poppers. All right. Since we talked heavy basketball. Um, let's just keep it going. Uh, there, there was some good games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Three uh, games in particular, actually four. We talked the Knicks, Knicks, Knicks in Boston. That game went went down to the wire, double overtime. Knicks were able to pull it out, one thirty one to one twenty nine. Nine straight wins. Um, we talked about the ceiling for the Knicks. Um, how do you feel about those two teams seeing each other in the, in the playoffs? Do you think that's a, a, a clean sweep by Boston based off of that game you saw yesterday? No, I don't think they would sweep them. I think the Knicks would, would put up a valiant effort. I can see it going five or six. Uh, give me Boston still. I, I still think at the end of the day, the talent disparity. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Julius Randle. He used to be a Laker. Really like R.J. Barrett. I watched him in high school. He went to Duke. Big R.J. Barrett fan. Can I trust an Emmanuel quickly give me 38? Five, six times in a, in a series? Okay. Can I even expect a Jalen Brunson to give me 38? Four or five times in a series? No. So, and, and they had to do that. Uh, quickly went for 38. Randall went for 31. R.J. Barrett went for 29. Um, and they won by two in double O.T., so they needed Herculean efforts from people just to get to, to double OT. And meanwhile, on the other side, I mean, Tatum had a, a normal 40. Brown went for a normal 29. <laughs> Those guys kind of did what they've been doing, and it went double OT. I can't expect the Knicks to do that four times against Boston in a series and then be able to win it. Yeah, I don't I don't see that either. Again, I mean right now again where they said they would have to drop two. If they if they keep the pace they're going, that matchup's not gonna happen. Um and I said they they could easily be a first round out to me playing a really good Cleveland team. I think that's an even matchup, the 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 Cavs and the Knicks, so Okay. Uh did you guys see anything else in that game that you guys noticed, liked, or just a heck of a game? Great night by Emmanuel quickly. To me that's the difference. Okay. Quickly had an out of body, out of body experience, and thankfully for them, it, it resulted in a win. Because there's nothing worse than getting a guy to do something outrageous like that, and you still lose. and then you blow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Mavs and Suns. This game also went down to the wire. Suns pulled it out, one thirty to one twenty nine. Which I said last week, the Suns or the Mavs, they won what the last one out of five games. Mm-hmm. It's now they did one win their previous game though, didn't they? No, it's one out of seven now. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> I thought they did win. <laughs> they no, didn't I, win. I double checked. I double back oh, and double checked. You they, had to make sure they stinky. Sheesh. They have now lost six out of the last seven games. Yeah. No, no, they won their the last sixes. game against Philly. Yeah, they beat, yeah, they they beat Philly, Philly on Philly. Thursday. I'm like, I thought I'm they about yeah, snuck I thought, one. I thought they did win All right, two. So two out of the last seven. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's yes. Talk about the Suns and. Uh, what can what can this team be moving forward? And then let's get into 
what's wrong with the Mavs? The Suns can be very dangerous, man. We we watched that game and KD just <laughs> when KD wants to be, honestly, he could be the best player in the NBA because you really can't stop him offensively. And there were a couple possessions there where he made some really good defensive plays also. I think he had a block on Kyrie um, on a transition play. And then when you get him the ball with 10 seconds left, who, who's going to stop him? Right. Honestly, who's going to stop KD? Um, and worst case scenario, if he has to find Devin Booker open, he's going to find Devin Booker. And something that I mentioned to you that we were talking about, um, we were watching that game yesterday, is what separates them from Dallas is that they still have Chris Paul, right? They have somebody to actually run an offense so they don't get stagnated in just solo ball, right, where D-Book says, okay, it's my turn, and then Katie says it's my turn. The offense still runs through Chris Paul, and to me that's what makes uh, the, the Suns a little more dangerous even though they have a lack of defense right now. Mm. I still the, the fact that they can still set up offense and score, I feel a little bit at will, makes them more dangerous to me. Yeah, Phoenix, they're they're gonna score pretty well most nights. I think the only thing that can stumble Phoenix Phoenix is not going to lose to a team that's all offense. Dallas is all offense. So if you wanna you wanna go just point for point, well yeah, they're gonna outscore you. They got KD, one of the best scorers ever, and they got D Book, one of the best scorers right now. So you wanna go point for point? Yeah, they're probably gonna outgun you. To me, the only word for Phoenix is when they come up against a team that plays good team defense, what happens if they go up against a Milwaukee in the finals? What happens if they go up against a healthy Flippers team or a healthy Lakers team that, that can play cohesive good defense? That's the only thing I think can stop a Phoenix team uh, because they're going to score well. And if you can play good team defense, maybe you can frustrate them and take away some of the things they want to do. They're still going to get theirs right. regardless. But can you frustrate them a little bit? And then defensively, they're not going to be that great on defense. So you you should be able to score on them. Um, and then and then the, the Mavs, the defense is terrible. Defense is just flat out terrible. What the what? Defense. Who? They're right, they have none. none. But I, when they got traded, what did I say? They traded away their defense. Right, Dorian Finney-Smith was head and shoulders their best defender. Now they don't have rim protection. They really don't have rebounding. They have no real perimeter defenders. Luka and Kyrie are turnstiles. Like, literally, bro, like, free of charge, just just walk through. Um, they're like, that. you know that security? You ever seen that clip of that security guard where he's supposed to be, like, patting people down where he doesn't actually touch them? Like, his hands are kind of just waving on their sides. Like, he's kind of just waving his hands. Some of his hands are metal detectors, but there's no metal detector. He's just, like, sliding his hands near people. That's pretty much Luka and Kyrie on defense. So, they're going to give up a ton of points, and I think it's way easier to stop them. Force the ball out of Luka's hand, try to make Kyrie a jump shooter, you know, challenge him at the rim. Yeah, Dallas uh, is yeah, not doing nothing. I, I think they'll shoot themselves out of more games than – then they will actually, you know, play good defense and win games. Um, it's the same thing over and over. Kyrie, you get a bucket. Uh, yeah. Luka, you get a bucket. And they just go back and forth. But they're they're both liabilities on the defensive end, and there's not a third option on that team. So I think they'll just shoot themselves out of games, and they might not make the playoffs. Um, as far as the Suns, for me, I just don't see any depth. Uh, yeah, you got – 
the two big guns. You got KD and you got uh, Booker. But am I concerned about Terrence Ross? I'm ah. not concerned about a thirty year, a thirty eight year old uh, floor general. You know, he's he's a shell of himself. So Chris Paul, he's he's a liability. Who else is on that team that could get me a bucket when KD decides not to show up in the playoffs like he did last year? Um, I do like KD on the team just because it gives Booker that confidence. You could you could see the added confidence, even though he was talking trash to Luca at the end of the game. You could it's almost like what Shannon Sharp said today. That's you got a big brother where you could talk smack. And you know you got a guy that's going to back you up and get the buckets, you know. But outside of those two guys, they got they they have a depth issue, and I think it's going to show come playoff time. Both teams are fun to watch, but there's no other guys outside of the, the main guys, and that's my issue with them. Okay. All right, uh, moving along, the L.A. Lakers. Let's go, Lakers. <laughs> Let's go, Lakers. So weird. The Los Angeles Lakers edged out the Golden State Thunder with Steph being back on the court. Uh, they beat them one thirteen to one hundred five. Golden State Thunder. Golden State Warriors. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. All good. They beat them one hundred five to one one thirteen. Without D'Lo, without LeBron, AD had a monster game. Uh, the defense came to play when they needed to. Uh, they held Steph. You know, they didn't hold him, but they they kind of kept him in range until the you know the fourth quarter. Um, guys were making shots, and I think that's the key for the Lakers uh, moving forward. Without uh, LeBron and D'Lo, guys outside of AD have to make shots because we we at this point we realize that AD is back to playing like AD. So he's going to get a lot more attention. And a guy like Malik Cunningham, a guy like uh, German Rondo, um, you know, Austin Reeve, they, they got to hit, hit open shots. And we made timely shots. Uh, and I I still think we have a, a switch on defense that we could turn on. Um, and that's led by uh, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. And this is the second time in a row beating them without Steph and with Steph. And I like the direction that the Lakers are going in. And to get D'Lo back, hopefully soon, from a rolled ankle, Low you know, man. that just adds to um, what we got going. We just have to keep it going. Um, heck of a game by the Lakers. It it bothers me that these games are so important for the Lakers. And – you don't have guys just willing to go out there and just play, right? Like, unless unless D'Angelo Russell has a high ankle sprain, which is a terrible injury to come back from, he needs to be playing because these games are pivotal for you guys right now, right? You're still right now out of the play-in. We are tie- technically tied for the last play-in spot. Okay, so basically every game right now is a must-win. Yes. Okay. So when you don't have guys that could probably go and – and D'Lo isn't some – he's not the 12th man off the bench, no. right? He's a starter. He's a guy that can go out there and get buckets. Just, just his presence out there should be there. Anyway, watching that game, um, and then I, I went back and kind of saw, like, the condensed part of the fourth quarter, and AD went out there and he, he did what he needed to do. Like, 
there was going to be nobody else. I don't know who you guys' second option was last night. Um, so he needed to be that guy, and he was that guy. Now, watching them play that game, I'm not sure if I, if I took away from it anything positive to – I'm not going to say struggle – but outside of a great first quarter, everything else in that game was pretty even. And Steph didn't necessarily shoot well. He's coming back. There's no Jordan Poole. And yeah. Clay did 8 for 20 or 8 for 18. So, again, not a, a great game. And it was an eight-point eight point win. So they did what they needed to do. But I don't think that that's impressive. That's a team that you guys should handle. Uh, I think it was impressive based on the, the guys that were missing uh, – mainly LeBron and uh, D'Lo. So it was impressive with the unit around 80. You know, it's still Golden State, and they still got guys, and that offense still hums when it needs to. And they, they've won, what, the last five games? So it, it was definitely impressive um, because they knew they had to stop 80. So I can dig that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just glossing over that victory. It was definitely a benchmark, it's some, something we could build on to kind of propel us into the playoffs. Yeah, I think it was an impressive win. I was very, very happy. I thought we were going to lose. Uh, me and you <laughs> went running yesterday morning, and I'm like, these bozos. I was angry. He didn't even want to watch. I was like, if you know what's crazy? <laughs> I missed most of the game. I was in no rush to get home to watch it. I was wow. so frustrated with the Lakers, but that was a really good win. This is the thing right now. AD is, AD is playing like the top, the top 10 talent he is. Mm-hmm. I think when Anthony Davis is on the court, he's a top 10 talent. He's playing like that. Without LeBron, without D'Lo, beating any respectable team is impressive. Because you're pretty much, it's Anthony Davis and a bunch of role players. Right. right? Who's the other star in that roster? You, you right. go down that lineup, it's, it's league minimum guys, a, um, you know. Uh, um, Bag fumbler. Yeah, your, your mid-level exemption. You know what I mean? So it's a bunch of role players and to beat even a and, and I think Steph being this being Steph's first game back, you could see the rust a little bit until late when he got hot. Yeah, but yeah. early in that game, he you could see the rust. That's a big win, and I was impressed by it. To me, it showed that those other guys have the ability to step up. Right, when we lost to Minnesota a, a couple of nights ago. There was only one or two other guys who even had double digit points. In this game, five other guys not named Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. had double-digit points. Black Jesus. Apparently Black Jesus is his name. <laughs> um, you know, so when – but those guys are going to be needed. You just talked about depth for Phoenix. Right. Even if and when LeBron and D'Lo come back, we still need contributions from guys like Austin Reeves. We still need contributions from guys like um, Lonnie Walker the fourth. So, hey, get that confidence now. Get those reps now. And when we call on you in the playoffs, be ready. Because you got the reps now. You got the minutes now. Biggest thing, just we just got to get healthy. Just look it up. D-Lo has been upgraded to questionable for All tomorrow right, night against Memphis. <laughs> Yo, it's people out at Lake Vista rolling their ankles, man, and still playing. Like, I will, come on. I will say, and I told you this, I think it's more so the training staff as opposed to the players. Like, that came out last week when Anthony Davis didn't play against Oklahoma and apparently he was angry about it. But the staff was like, no, for health's sake, and we want to keep you. They Man. they forced him to not play. So People get shot every day, B. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> He'd be all right. All right. Th- let's talk about this other team in L.A., man. They finally squeezed out a dub with Russ. Um, even though he had nine points, uh, PG-13 had 42. 
And uh, Kawhi <laughs> Breeze is over there yawning. <laughs> that actually wasn't intentional. That, that actually was a genuine and yawn. Kawhi had 34 to um, get a victory over the Ja Morant less uh, Grizzlies. 129 to 135. I, th- I think things are going south for the Clippers, even though they got the dub. I think getting Russ was a bad idea. And I think that Paul George and Kawhi, it's almost like what you said, Pump, last week. You can't just keep getting star players and teaming them together and expect for it to work. I think we could kind of all agree by now that that combination isn't going to win your championship. And then when you insert Russ into the equation, it just further messes that combination up. I mean, that's the Herm rule right there. Right. And the fact that <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you only beat Memphis without job by six is not a good look. Even though you got the dub, I think that they're in trouble moving forward. Um, I will say, I think it was last season. I can't use this year as an example, but last year without John Morant, the Grizzlies were like twenty-four and four mm-hmm. without him. They have a they play really good team ball. I don't think they have the top level talent to propel that into a championship. They do play good team ball, so even without him, they've done well. Regardless of that, though, focusing on the Flippers, who's running your offense? <laughs> right, because your starting five is Pandemic P. Kennard, uh, Luke Kennard, no, Kawhi Leonard, they traded Luke Kennard. Kawhi Leonard, uh, Marcus Morris, Ivica Zubats, and Russ. So who's running your offense? Right? Who, is, who is initiating your offense? And mm-hmm. off the bench, you're bringing in Nick Batum, Miles Plumley, Eric Gordon, and Terrence Mann. So even off your bench, who's your point guard off the bench that's running your offense? Like, it's like somebody has to be the floor general. Somebody has to be the one... Getting guys, no, it's not Russ. We all know it's not Russ. If any, I don't know why they're starting Russ. They, they he shrinks the floor. They, I can, if we play them in the playoffs, I'm going to laugh the entire time. We're going to sag off him like he was a big man, dare him to shoot. We did it when he was playing with the Rockets. A did few you years see what Draymond did to him when they played the uh, the Warriors? Leave uh, him open, left him wide open. He was him. sitting in the paint. He's just sitting at the three-point shot looking for somebody to pass it. And why, we just did that to Draymond. We just did it to him on Sunday. Yeah. But they watched this man cause nothing but issues with our offense. The year and a half he was with us. And y'all said, that's what we need. Go get him. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's that girl that finds like a guy that ain't shit. <laughs> and wanna, just says, you know what? Going. I could change him. I see. I see that he's a killer. I, I see he don't got no money. He doesn't have any goals. But you know what? He's a good guy deep down. I'm gonna bring him in and change him. I'm gonna clean him up, and it never works. Maybe. I, I almost feel like it's the. I think they have a. The Flippers have a little brother syndrome to the Lakers. I've always felt like that. I feel like they've always been chasing the Lakers. And, oh, absolutely. you know, Steve Ballmer is his biggest motivation, I think, is to be able to win a championship, to throw it in the Lakers' face. You go out and you buy the Coliseum in order to build your stadium there where the Lakers made their brand name. And then this kid from L.A. goes to the Lakers and it doesn't work out. And you say, no, come to the other L.A. We'll make it work. And it's like you're about to try to do something that simply can't be done. But trying that little brother syndrome – 
trying to one up LA. Y'all, y'all blew it with a with a local with a local guy. We gonna make it work. No, you're not because that guy just isn't working. Yeah, yeah. And again, you're, it's not like you're get, <laughs> again. It, it, this whole experiment of, of getting two players and putting them together, just stop it. It doesn't work, especially when I'm not putting Paul George on any of my top ten teams and say, hey, you know what? I think Paul George. I'm a Paul George away from winning a championship. <laughs> Miss it. And then Kawhi Leonard. Is he playing? He actually, he had thirty four. I mean, today he's playing right now. Is he playing right now? So he, he well, actually he played, played yet, technically yesterday. So maybe he might play again. I don't know when he wants to play. Like when I when I think of the Clippers and you ask who's running the show, I instantly go to SpongeBob and like when Plankton was running the uh, the, the robot. The, yeah, <laughs> like to me that's the Clippers. Like who's running this show? And behind the scenes is Plankton. The Clippers are, are trash. They're always going to be the Clippers. They find a way to clipper themselves. Yes. Yeah. They, they, how do you mess this up? They're a losing organization. Well, 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 they messed it up because again, you you roll the dice. Well, again, you roll the dice on Paul George, a combination of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, a man who has shown you that yeah, I might play, I might not play, and another guy in Paul George who's perennial top thirty goofball, pandemic P, He's perennial top thirty, and you said yeah, this this team's gonna beat LeBron. Nah. No, it's not. Well, regardless, another great Sunday of basketball. I think yeah. we've gotten two Sundays in a row where we've gotten great basketball. What was it? Uh, three of the top scorers in the league to play this past Sunday, and uh, Tatum, Durant, and uh, Booker. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw AD in there, so it was. It was all these games went down to the wire. So it was some good basketball to watch, and I think it'll only get better. I keep going. I'm sorry. It would only get better um, as the season gets closer and nearer to the playoffs. It's good stuff. All right, we got a few more nibblies, guys. Nibbles. Spring ball has arrived. Uh, Miami kicked off their uh, spring ball practice Saturday. Florida yeah. State kicked off theirs today. I'm going to start with you, Breeze. Um, what do you expect out of uh, Coral Gables? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm actually not trying to be forty. Um, That's a great answer because the, the the coordinators are still fairly I mean, new. What are you What are you looking for? Better question. What are you looking forward to going into spring ball and coming out of spring ball? As far as progression, whether it's okay. receivers emerging, um, what type of offense? How how the quarterback meshes with the wide receivers, running backs emerging. I just think is 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 going to be hard to really get a a good feel for that only because the installs are just happening. You know, it's not like the players have had playbooks for months. I think the biggest thing for spring ball for this team is going to be the players just getting comfortable with the playbook. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Now, if I'm looking for like certain players, I'm looking at those two freshmen five-star tackles. Okay. They have been raving about Samson Okunlola. They say he came in and he was, he has been grinding ever since. I want to see him right now. Right now, the right tackle job is up for grabs. I want to see one of those tackles go get it. Right, that's that's the main thing I'm looking for. Other than that, stay healthy. We've got we've got like 20 guys that are going to be out for spring due to injuries, cleanup surgeries they had in the offseason. Um, so the main thing, just hey, get in the playbook, get that down pat, and can one of those five star tackles go take a starting job? Okay. Um, outside of that, any position battles you looking you looking forward to um, on the defensive side? 
On the defensive side, position battles I'm looking forward to. I'm looking at corner. I think most everything else is kind of spoken for already. The DNs, Akeem Mesador came back. He was, um, you know, I think he was like, uh, according to PFF, he was like top five DN in production last season. We had an All-American safety, so I know what I'm getting at safety. Linebackers is Wesley Bassain's job um, at one of the spots. The other spot is up for grabs. But I'm looking at corner. We lost two starting corners. So who are we? The, who are going to be the corners to step up? I think we're going to try and hit again in the portal. The next portal wave that happens after spring ball. I know there's one big name corner. Singletary's out there. Where he's supposed to be taking a visit to Miami. I think that would be huge for us because we've got two starting corner positions that um, you want to continue to just throw competition in that room. And, you know, competition breeds better performance. So throw some more talent in there and see who comes out on top. Okay. For the first year, I'm not going to say Jordan Travis. And that makes me happy. You've said it the last two years? I've said it the last two years that every time I want to see if Jordan Travis is going to take the next step. It's a great feeling. It's a really good feeling because, again, football the most important position is quarterback. Yep. So to go into a season where you feel like, okay, I think that we've checked that box. I think that we have a guy at quarterback now. Uh, and Jordan Travis is coming into this season as a potential Heisman candidate, right? Coming off of a great season last year. And Florida State is bringing almost – they're bringing a lot of talent back, right? I think that what I want to see, and I think me and 12 will be at spring game again this year, um, I want to see how they implement their new weapons. I want to see what they do with Jaheim Bell, um, the tight end transfer from Carolina. Yeah. I want to see uh, what's my guy that transferred from Miami, uh, Jackson. Daryl uh, Jackson. I want to see how these guys now kind of plug and play, right? Because I think that some of the main things that we've seen, weaknesses of Florida State have always been line play on both sides, especially when healthy, right? Our line – when healthy, they're good. Not right. great, but good. But you saw what happens when you lose an interior guy, right? And Jared Verse can't do what he does on a regular basis. Right. Um, we lost some, some uh, defensive backfield. I mean, obviously, Jamie Robinson is huge loss. Yeah. So can they replace that? So to me, check off the, the, the quarterback box. I'm not too worried about the offense. I want to see if the O-line takes a step. But my two things that I want to see from Florida State this year is what's going to go on in the secondary and the D-line. I'm with you on all of those. Um, I'm not worried about uh, Jordan Travis. I do want to see um, who emerges as the backup. I know Tate Rodermaker, he's the leading guy, but I want to see A.J. Uh, Duffy push him um, because we know the type of player that Jordan is. He could get hurt at any moment, the way he runs the ball. So. I want my backup to be solidified as well because the offense, everybody's coming back. So you would hope that mm -hmm. that top 20 production shows back up. And I, I want to see a couple guys take positions. I want to see Julian Armello, who's, who I've been reading about. They said his, his body looks like an NFL body after one year of being in the program. So I want, I want to see him take that left that right tackle position um, from bless Harris. Um, I want to see Azariah Thomas solidify himself as a starting corner. Um, he's a big body, 6'2 guy, can run. You know, I want to see him take that that uh, left corner position and also 
I want to see who emerges in Jamie Robinson's position because that's the most important position on the defense. You got to be able to cover the slot and come down, tackle, blitz, and play the back end, whether it's Hakeem Dent um, or uh, Cooper, um, Amorian Cooper, who we moved from corner to safety. So I'm excited about this team because, like you said, everybody, pretty much everybody came back. But came back. It's, it's a lot of hype, too. And the main thing is, can you live up to all this, all this attention that you're getting that you didn't you didn't get a couple years ago? I, so. need, I need to find all the wood to knock on because my biggest fear at this point is to have all that talent come back and we pull and a we Carolina flop. basketball. We flop. So I'm nervous. Like we're gonna <laughs> flop. I'm, I'm glad you said it because I didn't have to say it because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna sound like a, I would sound like a hater mm-hmm. if I said it. That would be the the biggest fear though, right? Yeah. I mean, North Carolina basketball brought back a team that went to the championship. They brought back almost the exact same team. Right. They went to the championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the exact same team. And then brought them back, and then they barely can make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, that's but that's worst case, though, right? Yeah. yeah that's this, literally worst case. It should case. be and worst the case The chances of that happening is so low. You never the know. chances on that are, are slim, man. This is why I'm not going to the spring game because I didn't go last year. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Keep keep that keep that I'm energy. I'm going to the spring you're a little, spring game. You're a little stitches. I'm good. I'm, yeah, me and right. Reggie, we normally go. We said we're not going because we didn't go last year. We won right. ten. Games. Let me if I find out that you guys going, go. You, yeah, you if, I find, if I find out you're going, I'm gonna have to have to talk with the missus. Yeah, do yeah. what you have to do. Put on what you gotta put on. Make him not leave the house. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's thinking about it. <laughs> My mind's just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sticking to football, but let's go professional. Um, the combine <laughs> happened this past weekend. I'm going to let you guys have this. Breezy, all right over there? I'm chilling. Let me just get, let me just cut through the, the crap, get straight go, to it. Go to it. AR 15. He's sitting Anthony there. Richardson. AR. Cam, ja- Cam Jackson? <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Cam Jackson. Cam Jackson. The next great thing at quarterback. He's, he's sitting there. You're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're on the clock. Are you taking him? No. <laughs> no. Why not? Bro, I'm going to say one thing and I'm done. <laughs> Game film. That's it. Ends, beginning of story, end of story. Don't care about what he did in basketball shorts. I'm going to rebuttal with one thing. 13 games. Of start starting film. Sounds it, like Mitch Trib to me. I mean Hello. It ain't Mitch Trib. Hello, though. somebody. It's not Mitch Trib. It's not Mitch Trib. He's got all the talent in the world. He's a combination of Cam, Lamar. He's got the arm talent. He's got a, a ton of potential. And We've we've passed on quarterbacks. The Bears have passed on quarterbacks. First of all, so I don't even know how we got into no, this conversation. I'm just, I'm just saying you you don't want to pass on a talent bag. that of a Anthony Richardson, and then you look down the line, he's the MVP, and we missed out on him. We did it with Lamar. You were big on the Lamar train, so you wanted us to get Lamar, and we did. We passed on him. Lamar Jackson won a Heisman. Yes, he did. Lamar also played, started four, uh, three years in college. Lamar Jackson won a Heisman. He started three years in college. Anthony Richardson started teams. once. Now, you played passing on the Heisman. Games. And you passing on this guy. Two totally different conversations. My thing, my thing is the, the Bucks. what are we playing for next year? Nothing, right? So why not kick the tires on a talent like that? 
regardless, you either are going to be really good because he's going to live up to the potential that he has in this talent, or we were going to have the season we expected to have regardless because you don't expect the Bucks to make the playoffs. You want to talk Bucks? I'll talk Bucks. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about that guy anymore. I'm, I'm, no, I'm I, done with that. You want to talk I'm Bucks? I'm serious about that guy. I think that was like, the actual it, Bucks. Question. It has to be considered. Because if you want to talk considered. Bucks we've, really quickly, mm-mm. we've passed mm-mm. on. He, just, on he wants to talk. That Anthony guy, Richardson. Oh, I'm good. Being a Buccaneer, I, I said, Now I said what I was going to say about that. No, I'm just saying we've had a history on passing on guys. We passed on Derwin. We passed on Dalvin. We passed on. Adrian Peterson. We I, pounded ta- on- I pounded the table for all those people. I wanted every one of them. I don't want this kid. Don't. Okay. I think Dalvin Cook was also a, in the in the potential Heisman. He was a, he was a, he was in the Heisman conversation. Yes, he was. Oh, Adrian Peterson won a Heisman. Uh, Dalvin didn't go to New finalist. York. Dalvin didn't go to New York. If he was a finalist, no, he wasn't a finalist. But that season, you can compare him. You. Uh, they were talking Heisman with Anthony Richardson in Gainesville. And then you have to, I, this is my final thing about it, because obviously you guys are uninterested, and we can revisit, oh, oh, we, can, we can revisit this I hope you guys tape. draft him. All right, we can revisit this tape, but if you look at the, the team around him in Gainesville, did he have, can you guys name a receiver worth talking about? No. So, given the right weapons around him, and an offensive coordinator that's going to cater the, the game, Around him I think it could work But moving on <laughs> I don't think anyone's interested So I'm in, Again I'm interested I hope you draft him You made me angry with this yesterday And I'm, I'm not going to allow you to upset me with If this Anthony man. Richardson pull you is, back down? If he's no, there man, I was hot Like I, we, were at the, we were at the park on a Sunday morning Great run by the way Great run Voice is loud though <laughs> We had to raise voices on a Sunday morning at the park. We were like an old married couple out there. I know I missed on the Zach Wilson. Don't hold me to that. I, I don't miss on a lot. The kid is, a, the kid I'm is not I'm just saying, it. this is your track record as GM. The kid is not You're it. You're drafting man. Zach Wilson. The kid is not it. Right. He's not. I wanted Lamar Jackson, I st- and I still want Lamar Jackson. Bad. In a the, bad way. Again, the fact that he compared himself. Did, did Cam win a Heisman? Yes. So he compared himself to two Heisman winners and a Natty winner. <laughs> Bro, and we're talking about guys who did not play on loaded offensive teams. Neither one of them. They carried oh, a bunch on, of bums. Wait, wait, wait. To his point, name one wide receiver at Auburn that year they won a Natty. I can't name one. Exactly. <laughs> and we've had the Louisville conversation. We can barely name players on that roster. But the I thing is, the side of the ball. I only remember that picture of them sitting on the bench and they were Samuel L. Jackson. Literally, that's it. That's the best thing to come out of. Aside from Lamar, that's the best Lamar thing to come out of. Lamar had more opportunity to start and play games, but we don't have to stay. Cam on had this. one season at Auburn, so what's the argument there? I think he played thirteen games total. That was an anomaly. One season, one season. So stop comparing him to Cam. Number one, I'm not, stop I'm, Cam's not name com- out there. I'm not comparing him. He has didn't Cam win an MVP in the NFL too? Yes, he did. Didn't he take the Panthers to the Super Bowl? Yes, he did. All right, moving on. I'm not. I'm not. This is an uphill battle for me. So <laughs> this ain't an uphill battle. <laughs> this is not a battle. This is not. <laughs> well, you, you've seen those clips like the dirt cars that go straight up. Right, mm-hmm. this is you trying to drive this car straight up, but you're you're driving a, a, a '97 Ford Taurus. Each year, I try to find a guy. This is my guy this year. He's, I know he's a Gator. This year, Zach Wilson. He's he's my Zach Wilson. Ooh. About to get the same results. Yep. Remember, you heard it here first. 
AR-15. Is that camera on you? This one? Right there. Is this camera on me? <laughs> AR-15, Anthony Richardson. I think the Bucks should draft him. We may not, but whoever drafts that kid is going to get a dynamic playmaker, and he's going to be rookie of the year. You heard it here first on the Somebody Said Podcast. Bro, you just be saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so did we watch the combine? Uh, not really. I'm going right. to be honest. Okay. Uh, listen, no other sport, in no other major sport in the world, Put so much energy on on what guys do mm-hmm. outside of the game, mm-hmm. like the NFL does. Mm-hmm. The NBA, what did you do in college? Mm-hmm. Did you push your team to a tournament run? Were you ACC Player of the Year? Were you in the Naismith conversation? Hockey, kid uh, Lafreniere, what did you do in the league you were in? Or hey, we'll send you to the AHL. Did you did you lead the AHL and go? No other major sport. Put so much energy into what guys are doing outside of the actual sport, like the NFL, and I think there's a that's part of why you see the NFL fall so short so often on these draft picks. It, it happens all the time. I don't care what you do in basketball shorts. This ain't basketball. Okay. What did you do in pads and under the lights? So all of these kids, these kids, they show up. They have great times. Tyreek Stevenson showed up, ran a great time. He's long, and he can catch. I saw him on Saturdays. He was all right. So draft him where you draft all right guys. So you don't pay attention to no measurables. It's not that I don't pay attention to it. Like, some of that stuff translates. Yeah, like, do I want a a DN with 10-inch hands? Sure. Mm -hmm. Would I prefer a quarterback who's 6'5 over one that's 5'11? Absolutely. But that's not the end-all, be-all. And guys... Particularly the combine these days, quarterbacks especially, mm-hmm. they are going to the combine to try to undo what they put on game film. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young wasn't there, was he? Mm-mm. No. Was CJ Stroud there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. CJ yes. was there. Do a nice ball, nice deep ball. CJ was there. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he, he did well. I feel like though a lot of those quarterbacks, Will Levis, they're trying to undo what they did on Saturdays to make you forget about what but they I did. Could, I could argue that because Josh Allen, did we know who he was? Yes, he balled out. Josh Allen balled out in college. But don't you think he helped himself at the combine? Well, he all, okay. So he so, did the same thing he had been doing on right. Saturdays. But, but the problem. So, so with Josh Allen, Josh Allen came from what Wyoming? Yeah. A school that doesn't get a lot of shine, right? I, I feel the same way about um, when Joe Flacco came out of Delaware. They go wacko for Flacco. There you go. <laughs> right? So, again, these kind of guys got to come, pause, because they don't get a lot of time on the big stage. We're talking about two guys from the SEC, right, who get overhyped. The two guys that we were talking about in the combine combined, this is their stats combined, were 36 for 20, 36 touchdowns and 20 picks. Combined. Will Levis threw 19 touchdowns and threw 10 picks. What did, what did but, Mel Kuyper say? Forget he about the, college. He throws the <laughs> hardest ball. You know, he has, the, he has big hands. He's sick. So what? He went on film. He was 19 touchdowns and 10 picks. He attributed for, for almost 20 turnovers last Bro, it's, year. It's he almost had more turnovers than touchdowns. And we know what Anthony Richardson did. He gave the ball up like it was going out of style. Couldn't throw a five-yard hitch. It's, it's a lot there. So, again, you're, you're absolutely right. What guys do outside of the game or even outside of pads, 
I don't care if you run a 4-2. If that 4-2 translates to the field, right? Chris yeah. Johnson's 4-2 translates. Yeah, Tyreek okay. Hill's 4-2 translates. They, they changed the game. There's a bunch of guys I saw jump out of swimming pools. Oh, my God, he's so athletic. And you're out of the league in three games. So what? Your athleticism means nothing if you can't play football. Yeah. I mean, old lineman, you, you, you push 225 30 times. Can you move a DN? Is your, is your footwork trash? Can if, you move Vita Vea out the hole? If Aaron Donald's coming at you, what do you do? So I don't care what you're doing against dead weights and in basketball shorts and jumping over sand traps. I don't care. What do you do in pads and under the lights? You know one thing I never saw the Super Bowl get determined off of? Shuttle run. Not once. <laughs> right? Not like, once. Like, like when a game goes down to the, to the wire, right? Well, I think there's one Super Bowl to go into overtime, right? I think there was one. And I know like at, at coin toss, they didn't say, okay, guys, we're going to do shuttle run. 40-inch vertical and um, broad jump. And that'll determine the Super Bowl winner. Not once ever. Never. Matter of fact, I've never seen a guy actually in the league jump 11 feet. In a game? Yeah, just stand still and jump. Not once. There there are certain things that you could judge at the combine. Like the, the... the, what's the one drill where you run across the field and catch both ways? You could tell if a guy you has can't natural hit. catch in basketball shorts with no defender and you know where the ball's I coming from? I get that, from? but you could tell, you should you, catch you those. Could tell if a guy has natural hands or not. Shayon, if you practice that drill 20 times a day for eight weeks before the draft, I could walk in there tomorrow and catch those passes. That's not impressive. Hold on, hold on point. You, right, right now, if, if uh, what's our guy? Johnny Wilson was at the combine. Right, he would do terrible in that drill. No, no, no. I think that he would probably catch ninety percent of them. But we've seen Johnny Wilson drop the easiest ball, the easiest ball, but make the hardest catch. So in the combine, I'm like, oh man, Johnny Wilson. He's six seven. He caught everything that was thrown his way because it was scripted. But in the game, I'm like, uh, so you can't do it when it matters. Because you know what? You know what a game isn't scripted. Well, Arian Foster. Well, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're talking to Arian Foster. Bro, that, that stuff right. mean that stuff is so overrated. It's ridiculous. Fair enough. You guys hate the combine. Got it. It's overrated. Just oh, they just put too much weight. Do it. You got to do it. And for some guys, it's an opportunity for them to show their progression. They just put too much weight on it. Yeah, all you need is film. Like to me, why don't you do more combine stuff once you get into the league? Like, why isn't there a, a rookie combine or first year combine? It's pointless it, at that point. Why you don't want to see progression? I would do the combine like the Senior Bowl. You do, a, you do a week of practices. I, we do I, some I like one-on-one matchups. Idea. We're actually like, you actually have to move somebody. Sure. You have to actually create separation against a guy. I don't want to see you throwing or running or catching against air. Because you know what? More, nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. you won't be doing that in the game. Put some pads on. Put on a helmet. All I and try to get off the line. All I need to see is what you do against a Georgia defense. There you go. Done deal. Fair enough. I completely understand the the questions that that are going to come. I just want to ask you one question. I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just want to ask you one question. Is that a real question? What what you want me to say to that? I just want to ask you one question. Why you got to be so negative? I think about that. I don't know. Ask questions. I just want to ask you. That's a great question. One question. It's. Wow. wow, that's that's a great pick, ladies, ladies, <laughs> ladies. You have entered the Headley Hotel. <laughs> nice. 
So it's, it's, it's I feel like I have to talk soft on this. You don't, bro. Just yeah, talk. Just, it's, just be you. It's it's really simple. It's really a, a simple question. Derek Carr, he got picked up by the uh, Saints. What do you think this means for the New Orleans Saints? Are they just going to be a mid-team, or does this help the New Orleans Saints in any way? Our division stinks, so they can win the division. But that's where it begins, and that's where it ends. Yep. I feel like they might be the 2023 version of Tampa Bay. You win a very garbage conference with a team that has talent. So you're picking them to win the conference? I mean, if 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 their competition is the Bucks, (laughs) the Falcons, and the Panthers, right now the most stable team seems like the Saints. Uh, Yeah. Because at least they have the quarterback position figured out. Who else has the quarterback position figured out? I'm not going to call it. I'm not calling it figured out. They know who their starter is for sure. Sure. Mr. Mid himself. Yeah. Well, is he? I thought uh, Tanner Mid was Mr. Mid. Derek Carr, Super Mid, too. Derek Carr, Kurt, your cousin, Tanner Mid. They're kind of all the same. They're all the same guy. guy. I get it. What's that one thing where it's like everybody's a certain version of Kurt Cousins? Yeah. (laughs) College Kurt Cousins, Mm -hmm. draft. Draft Kirk Cousins. So now he's Mardi Gras Kirk Cousins. Yes. They, they, there, it is. there it is. Well, there you have it. Another Title week. episode. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Another week of the Somebody Said podcast. The best sports podcast in the world. It's a true statement. The man to my right is Pump. Yes, sir. The man to my furthest right is the one and only Breeze. Yeah. Draft Anthony Richardson. And I'm up. We out.